0: let's see if we can get this started put this down here so you guys can hear me properly and i'm gonna go live right here okay oh man here we go 83rd i believe so now the instagram is checking the connection and hopefully we get to go on soon and thanks so much for all of you on anchor and the other podcast networks and thank you for joining us as well My connection is a little bit poor here and it's checking and now I am live. Good afternoon, everyone. How are you? It's, man, I'm a little bit sweaty here. It's a warm day here in California. Yesterday in Ontario was 103. Today we're supposed to get to 106 in the same area. I'm in San Dimas, however, at the Golden Eagle headquarters in San Dimas, California. And look, lots of aluminum. (laughs) But let me give you guys a chance to get in. Hopefully I have more success this week than I did last week in regards to my technology and connections. Okay. So, oh, I think I may be having difficulty again. That would be quite unfortunate if we do. But nonetheless, welcome everyone. Hello, Lilo, good seeing you. Caesar, oh, Lilo beat you. Grisa, good afternoon. Guys, so I need your help. Last week we were at Hyundai and my connection was very poor. Now my golden ego, I'm connected to the Wi-Fi, but let me know if you can see me properly, if it's clear, if it's choppy, let me know what's going on, please. I'm very, very curious before continuing. If not, I have to find very clever ways of getting a better connection. So let me know guys and good afternoon and welcome to the 83rd episode of the Beast Tech Tuesday, where we get to talk tech life, wonders, all that good stuff. And today I'm at one of my very dear partners facility, Golden Eagle. Um Golden Eagle started up an aerospace-based derived organization and now they are leaders in technology when it comes to everything automotive. They do all the sleeving on all my blocks, which is fantastic. And you know I I just love these guys so much. Hello Ian, good seeing you. Alfie, good afternoon. Hello, let me know guys if my connection is good. Hi, Izzy still Design. AJ Thompson from the UK, good seeing you. I hope the weather in the UK is much better than here. As you can see, I'm sweating. It's very warm here today. Um, it was warm yesterday. We're in um, the triple digits here in California, in SoCal. Yesterday was 103 degrees Fahrenheit. Today we're it for 106. Hello, Alfie, good seeing you. Marky Marks, T2M, good seeing you as well. Kevin, welcome, good afternoon, Tito, A.D., good afternoon, good seeing you as well, thanks so much for joining, and Deep, hello Dippin' Deep, I hope your family is doing well, Jeremy, hey Jeremy, do me a favor, um, let me know how the climate is, not only climate in terms of, I know it's hot here, but, are you guys seeing me properly, is the signal good, the live video is paused, oh man, this is so sad, um, let me know if it doesn't get better and then I'll have to come out and disable my Wi-Fi here. Um, huh, let's see. Let me try one thing here. Let me try one thing. Hold on guys. Let me go out. Video keep pausing. Let me I'm gonna get rid of something here. I'm gonna get rid of my hotspot. And see if that helps. Okay. So let me know, guys, if it's getting better. Is it If it's still freezing, let me know. And then I'll have to go out and come back in. Hello, high class. You must be laughing because it's pretty bad, eh? Hello, wagon Mike. Good afternoon. Let me know, guys, if the signal improved or not, if it's still pretty bad. Um, Jacob, good seeing you. EJ, good afternoon. SEMA, yes, it is, high class. SEMA is coming. My god, and do we have crazy stuff planned for SEMA? So far, we have five, maybe six cars of building. Um, not so far. Kevin, is it, is it better or is it still bad, the signal? I don't know yet. Sam, good afternoon, sir. Good seeing you. Thank you so much for joining. Um, please let me know if the signal's good. If not, I'll come out and come back in. Um, yeah, it's pretty warm, pretty warm. It's supposed to be 106 today in Ontario at the office. Non-stop, non-stop, oh. AJ, how's it looking for you, AJ, across the pond? Ooh, okay. Here, all, good afternoon. It's frozen. Okay, I'm going to go out and come back in. I'm going to get off Wi-Fi and come back in. Okay, guys, I'll be right back. Hang tight. Hmm. here. Let's see what I can do. I'm going to try and get out My goodness, it's really slow. Uh Wow, this is really bad. Okay, let me try Wi-Fi again. Let's get out of here. I'm gonna make scramble Okay, I'm back guys. I tried a different signal got rid of my tethering, and let's see if things got better. So hopefully, this is a better signal for you guys. So I'll I'll give you a few moments to get in. Little Turk, it's seeing you. Marky Mark, good afternoon. Again, hello Jacob. Let me know if this signal is better. Because, uh, oh, much better, Packer said. Thank you, Packer. Chibuza said, lovely, thank you so much. There's my family. There you guys are. Okay, much better. Fantastic. Okay, I'm so sorry. It's almost like I should... Find a way to invest in some kind of mobile satellite station. Loud and clear. Beautiful loud pedal, thank you so much. Team Extreme Dimensions. My buddies who help with making my cars look really good. Thank you so much. Way better, fantastic. Topic today, great question, young gearheads. It's where I am today. I'm in San Dimas, California. It's not as hot as Ontario, maybe a couple degrees cooler. Ontario's like 106 degrees today. Good afternoon, Ian. And I wanna talk about the engine sleeving, which is great. Thank you so much, Jacob, good to see you. Um, Oh, your son's into cars, that's well done. He's on a good path. Cars are very enjoyable and can really, there's nothing better than coming up with a concept in your mind or on paper, bring it to life, and then drive it. It's the most amazing thing ever, you know? This flow, fit moves, I'm doing great. Thank you so much as well for the kind words and support, you know? Hello, Greaser Designs, the man who draws up cool things and I bring them to life. Thank you so much for joining us Greaser all the way from Europe. Good seeing you. Um, yes, I'm here picking up a sleeve block, which speaking of sleeve blocks, um, for example, we got, it's not a secret that Trom, this is a some K-series piston from Trom, you can see the beast mode on it right there. And this is like, a, I believe it's like a 10 to one compression for a boosted application. So uh, I really love Trom pistons. They have over 30 years of piston design, technology and engineering, which is pretty cool. And this is a proper, oops, almost dropped this pin, but at least to protect it properly. So hello, Alfie brother, good seeing you. This is a 10 to 1 flat top K-series for D-stroker setup. You can see even has the Bismarck logo insignia on there, which is pretty cool. And I need strength. Strength is very important to me. So I can throw this in a regular block for a K-series. And I may be okay in low horsepower levels, low horsepower being in a 450 range or so maybe 500 and i may be okay but it gets to a point where the sleeve starts giving because if you guys know for those of you who are honda heads the honda blocks are pretty much impregnated steel in aluminum sleeves and they tend to give and buckle quite a bit and it's very easy to put them out around so what my friends here do is they'll get a sleeve like this this is a an example of a subaru sleeve and it starts like this and you see these right here? These are actually what I call buttresses. They're really some kind of cylinder support that keeps stability for the for the sleeve. So it doesn't kind of move around and, and make you lose gasket seal on top. But and, and you see it's flat right here. There's a flat right there that allows you to put another cylinder next to it and so on and so forth. And this is super strong. I mean, 50, 60, 70 psi of boost, no problem. You can have a good time. And for our NA guys, which I have on my, my um, beautiful engine I'm picking up here, the F22A. I go to 90 bore and for those of you who know the f22a it's an 85 millimeter bore stock you can safely get to 86 maybe 86 and a quarter before you start having problems so if i want a big bore for the displacement unshrouding of the valves make power i need a bigger sleeve and i can't get away with the factory sleeve. so they cut that open completely and um oh i wish i could bring that block over here so you guys can see there's a v6 being put together right there but um, they remove all the aluminum sleeves and, and and impregnate this right here, full decker iron sleeve, which is strong and awesome. Yeah, so um, it's pretty it's pretty amazing and this is for a Subi. So this is for a Subaru Flat 4, which is pretty nice and you have the integrity and, and you know what's also great? You see this right here? Here's what I, I really like. I wish I had a pointing device. Let me use this bolt So here's what's really cool. A lot of sleeping companies have the um, support system all the way to the top, but what I noticed is that When you take a look at the gradients of heat that go across the sleeve, this is the hottest part of the sleeve. This is where combustion occurs, the highest amount of friction occurs, there's a lot of dwell, a lot of heat. A lot of things happen here, and it's very easy to warp or not get very good cooling in this area. So what Golingo has done to solve that is they they have a small step here that allows for some ample cooling around the hottest part of the cylinder, which is pretty important. So it's it's not just a regular design. It's really, really well thought out. And uh, yes, it is... um, Inside run next week, it depends. I'm going to Trom today. I'll see what, when my pistons are going to be done. But uh, yes, they're fully CNC. As you can see, I have a bunch of Haas machines behind me here. The guys are on lunch because they're smart. Um, it, it's, I want to say a block guard. The one thing about standard block guards that I don't like is that the block guards tend to expand differently from the sleeve. So when you have a sleeve like this that's full metal, imagine when it expands, the expansion coefficient is very even. But imagine an aluminum sleeve with a block guard around it with a different type of material that block guard could expand differently and distort the cylinder and we don't want that so i like this very very much small investment for a lot of reliability and much safety it's pretty nice you know um williams is asking how did you do to push the pass system on the center seat Porsche? is this super complex system no it's not it's actually pretty straightforward think of it as a Think of this as a, as a glorified scramble boost application. And what I mean by scramble boost, I electronically control my wastegate. And why I do that? It allows me to do really clever things like boost per speed or boost per gear. Also, if I have an inefficient exhaust manifold or an inefficient turbine housing where I may have boost creep or boost fall off, electronic boost controllers allow me to, with a proper engine management system like the AM Infinity, allows me to adjust duty wastegate electronic boost control duty based on load and rpm so i can make a not so amazing boost curve one that kind of falls off off top end or tapers up i can make it very flat so what i do with the push the pass button is every time i define how much duty gives x amount of boost and have a very nice straight line for my boost protocol the boost the boost or push the pass button is one where i press it and booty (laughs) <laughs> duty is increased not booty but is increased and uh, that being said when I press that button let's say I have a 10% duty improvement to get 11 psi I can press it and boom 11 psi comes up higher than my base and I have more power and it's not a curved system so I don't have to worry about regeneration I can just hold on to it as long as I want and the boost is there and why did I do it I have a lot of customers guys you won't believe it especially in the Porsche world a lot of customers that when I build a crazy application for them, they get really afraid and they kind of want less power. And then when they're comfortable with the car, they start a straightaway or they get more comfortable with the whole driving experience. They want to be able on demand to press the button and have it there. And it's also a lot of fun on track. It's like nitrous, but you don't have to feel the type, which is amazing, you know? Um, Dippin' Jeep is asking, have I had Yes, I have. Um, I've had tons of customers come here. I've seen technology. It's pretty cool. But for my um, NA application, where I go with a bigger bore, where I go to 90 bore, I can't use it. So I tend to opt for sleeves. Um, push the pass. Can you use it in every gear or one gear? You can use it anytime you want. You can use it in neutral if you want. You can press the button neutral. The duty comes up, and you can launch the car. Not very good for drivetrain parts, but you can do it. So um, it's not. I could. I could limit it to certain gears. In other words, I can have with the AM Infinity a push the pass protocol where gear zero, reverse, or one, it doesn't come on, but I have it in every gear, which is pretty cool, you know? Uh, you need more power focusing? I can help you get there, no problem, you know? DJ says, I got my 2.0 core to 390 torque. What do you think the limits of the 2.0 motor? I think that the 2.0 motor has a lot of potential, especially in the cores and Type R. I can think you can easily exceed that. Um, we've had customers with similar bottom ends get to 400 torque, north of 400 torque. So, the weak part of that engine from what we've seen so far is the rod, the the, the, um, connecting rods. But that engine has much potential. The limitation of the engine is the fuel pump. Because once you get to close to 100 duty cycle, the ECU keeps things safe and doesn't allow you to make any more power. Greaser says, I'm going to build a BMW E36 compact. I'll design it myself, but you have any tips for the engine? Quite a bit. So the E36, depending on which engine, I go with the M3 engine or standard um, inline six, it depends. Two bits of advice, invest properly. Do not use cheap parts. You will regret it. You heard that uh, adage, penny wise, pound foolish? Well, you can save a buck today, but you'll pay more tomorrow because you use cheap parts. So especially with the engine management solution, it's very important. Yeah, port injection can help quite a bit, and there are quite a few companies working on that as you speak. I think uh, um, our friends from Dream Automotive in the UK is working on something, and also Radium here in the U.S., which is pretty nice. Um, Any advancements, AJ asked, on the Quave CRV LSD. Yes, we just had a call with our friends um, out in Seven Oaks last week, Monday. Uh, We spoke to Dale, who's the proprietor there. He's more of the uh, general manager for that facility. And they will begin manufacture in August for that differential for the CRV, and that will solve a lot of problems. And what problem would the primary solve? We've noticed, you know, we've been testing the wagon, believe it or not, and um, we've been breaking a lot of parts. So, um, the parts in relation to the drivetrain. So what we're going to do with the CRV is we're going to go with a larger output shaft to allow you to have something more robust. So we'll have something more of a 25T, maybe a 26 millimeter output shaft that you'll use in that, much larger than CRVs. So for those doing conversions, they can use it. And for CRV guys, they can easily upgrade their access as well and have a lot of fun. It's pretty exciting, you know? Um, Marky Marks says, what's the current project and what's taking up my time right now? Wow, above and beyond running the business and taking care of the facility, in-house we have quite a few. We have a booster CRX, we have an NSX that just came in. Um, We're really having a lot of meetings with major OEMs to be able to plan the rest of the year, which takes a lot of time and um, it's quite involved. So above and beyond, me and the team taking care of things at the office and doing some testing on Thursday, thanks to Kevin over here. Um, We've been running around quite a bit, having meetings with OEMs to plan the balance of the year and how we're going to go to SEMA and project leading out of SEMA as well. Um, Also talking about some Monterey opportunities as well. You'll see a lot more product development coming from us in the next few months based upon those relationships. So that's a great question, Marky Mark. Thank you so much. Craft in Motion, good afternoon. Good seeing you as well. I think I missed some very good questions here. 80s is asking how did i gain all my knowledge on cars and that's a very good question first um by academia i'm an engineer so i'm a chemical engineer and always want to use my academia and apply it towards my vehicle my first car that i did any performance tuning on was a 1988 honda crx and at the time this is talking you know mid 90s mid to late 90s there were no it wasn't like today you couldn't just go on bipods or come to a golden eagle and have things done you have to figure things out yourself and Armed with a lot of reading and some insight from some of the domestic people and a small shop then known as AEM, Advanced Engine Management, in uh, Compton and ended up moving to Gardena, I was able to use my academia and what I learned to apply towards my vehicle and I made a lot of mistakes. Tons. I've blown stuff, I've probably blown more stuff up than all of you combined here. Blew stuff up like crazy and learned. A lot of experiments I did, I would say at the time 90% of them failed and 10% succeeded. Nowadays, it's kind of the reverse, based on my knowledge base. But I know a lot of, I, I've learned a lot from blowing a lot of things up and driving pleasure in figuring them out. A lot of my teammates would blow something up and give up. I wasn't like that. I would always try and find ways to improve on it. And guess what is happening now? It's like, it's one of the things I enjoy, playing with the wagon and Kevin contestants it and it, messing things up. I'm learning things and helping my partners create products, which is pretty exciting. And then we get better and better and all of you benefit from it, which is pretty great, you know? Um, competence Speedway, yep. I was just talking, who was I talking to recently? I was talking to someone about my excursions in racing and um, I did a lot of street racing. I was very naughty. I don't encourage that, but it was really it was really quite enjoyable years ago, It was pretty cool, you know? Thank you, Dr. Fudge, PhD. Appreciate that indeed. Um, Sunseeker, thank you so much. Um, Can you bring that wagon out to a Cars and Coffee? When is it? Um, o side, so it must be Oceanside. I wouldn't mind doing that. Um, I need to get uh, Andy over to the facility. He's really tied up. Because I'm not very good at cutting hoods, but I need to cut a small aperture on the hood of the wagon uh, before I start taking it out a lot of places. So I need to do that. Um, RSX DC5 says building a JDM24. K24 with a K24 Z1 head, TSX cam, Z1 oil pump, good choice. Anything else in to should I look at upgrading? It depends on how much power you're gonna make. Bob, Bob made it. So Bob is the general manager here. He's um, a great advocate for us, and very nice chap. And uh, he just arrived. But I'm sure he's gonna go into office. That's much air conditioning. Anyway, so it depends on how much power you're gonna make. If you're staying natural aspirated, um, at a minimum, if the engine is apart, um, upgrade your rod bolts at a minimum. ARP has some rod bolts you can replace them with. If your budget allows, upgrade your rods. If you go and boost, by all means, valve train is extremely important, rods and pistons. And then tuning is key. And above and beyond that, I keep talking about this, the lifeblood of your engine, motor oil. I love Pure Those guys are badass. They do have great stuff. You definitely need to use high zinc content oil that has great shear sure stability and doesn't break the banks protecting you. Which pure satisfies all of that. That's what I highly suggest for you, you know? Um, Ooh, G2DA Low is asking about my most memorable street race. Oh, man. Wilmington. This was probably 1998. Um, I was hit up by a gentleman, great guy now, we're friends now, by a gentleman by the name of Tom Choi um no not tom short tom young and tom wanted to race me for the title of the fastest street single cam, and it was a five thousand dollar race now i was a student i I didn't even saw five thousand dollars so being i was still in school i was earlier than that so it had to be had to be 95 that's how early it was and we met up at a street in wilmington street races and i was carbureted d series all motor, I did a side exhaust, um, took my hatch off, had a, um, a little um, hatch with, carbonate with a composite uh, window on it and then gutted doors and at the time I think my I was running on the street, on street tires, I was running 12.6 at the time, all motor and uh, we ran. And it was so interesting because the guy was talking so much smack and I understood that my car was really fast and I didn't know that they had a little sneaky pee, but that was okay. And we lined up, I talking so much back, and I never, he wanted to race me for $5,000. And he said, hey, we need to do five grand. I'm like, I don't have that, I'm a student. And then a gentleman came up to me, John, and he had five grand and he said, hey, you can use my money. I'm like, well, I don't want to be responsible. He said, don't worry about it. So we lined up and I don't know if you guys have seen, have seen those street races back in the day where people would do a burnout and then people with front wheel drives and people would push the fender back and forth as they're burning out. So they're doing all this burning out, and I understood the heat soak. That the more you heat soak your engine, the less power you make. That's why my intake heat shield gases do so well to eliminate that heat from intake to give you a denser intake charge, to make more power. And I just sat there in my car. I didn't even. I didn't even start my car. And they're doing these crazy burnouts, and they staged. And then I started my car up, and I just did a dry hop to get all the rubbish off my tires, and I staged. We were on street tires, by the way. And we staged up. And then lucky Mike was at the end of the track, and then. We were flagged, and we took off. First gear, I was looking at tail lights of this CRX that was racing. Second gear, I caught them. Third gear, passed. And fourth gear, definitely won by a good, almost car and a half length, which is amazing. And they paid. And that was the biggest money I have ever raced for, five grand. We got the 10 grand in hand. I gave it back to John, and John said to me, BC, you know what, no, I love that race. It's cool, you keep the winnings. I'll just take my five grand back and we've been friends ever since. If you guys see me, any in your videos of me at the races with the uh, Insight, Big John is the one, if not Hedy, Big John is the one staging me. A, you know, big black dude, really nice guy. Um, Till today, he wouldn't tell me what he was doing as a teenager carrying five grand around with him. That was kind of weird. John, why were you carrying $5,000 as a teenager at three races? That's kind. What were you doing? Anyway, long story short, it was a very memorable race and we had a good time and Tom and I have been friends ever since then, which is pretty nice, you know? Hello, AJ, good seeing you. Bob is the man, and you're also the man because you're a great instructor for road racing, and more. Um, For those of you who don't know Relentless Racing, this is Insignia. AJ is a fellow engineer, he's an ME, we make fun of MEs, us ME guys. Anyway, very successful guy, taught me a lot, improved my racing skills tremendously, astronomically. Um, And Sam too, Sam helped me tremendously as well, helped me. Sam is the reason why I even have a center seat, He's, he's the man. Um, I'm at, uh, Miss Tay, I'm at, uh, Golden Eagle in San Diego, California. Um, they sleeve blocks, so I brought a set of, um, Trump Pistons here, and then they have these pretty cool dark iron sleeves right here, and the company, they, what they really do for us, which is amazing, is they provide this opportunity for sleeving, and if you look at my wagon, the one I built recently, you'll see something similar like, uh, this, And this is a Golden Eagle intake manifold that I use as well. And a lot of people don't know this, but inside, I don't know if you can see it, but inside, there are velocity stacks, which is pretty cool. So they know their stuff. I like their stuff a lot. uh, Great facility with a great team. They make my racing capabilities much better. Hi, Class Customs, good seeing you. You know, good seeing you do. Thank you so much, RSX, my pleasure indeed. Yeah, fast thing came at the time. You know, I ended up, Marky Mark, I ended up retiring that engine. I improved on it significantly, but I retired on the engine when a lot of B-series swaps and, and H-series swaps are like, going really fast. And the fastest I got the D-series, two was 10.7 NA, which is great. And then, um, I was with a previous company at the time and had a hard time sealing my sleeves, when, especially when I went to F-22 platform, F-22A, naturally aspirated platform. And, um, I'd race around the country, and I was stuck at 10-1 did occasional 10-0 back east. You know, East Coast tracks are fast, guys, I'm sorry. Mary, good seeing you. East Coast tracks are fast. Every time I raced on the East Coast, English Town, Buds Creek, Maryland, hell, even Orlando Speedway, three tenths. If I ran nine seven here, I'd run nine four out there. If I ran 10 four out here, I'd run 10 one out there. It was crazy. Good air, good tracks, well, good prep too. California's a tough, tough, place to have really fast time there, but nonetheless I digress had a hard time seeing my blocks I constantly have you know my blocks leaking and so on and so forth with different companies I was sleeping and um, came to Golden first block I had sleeved didn't leak and when I went to Orlando I ran my first nine so while people doing all kind of crazy things with methanol and all kind of weird funky fuels I was on regular gasoline and we were the first to run nines on gasoline, on motor, which is great. And thanks to Golden Eagle, I run my first 99. It was 99.8 at 135. I will never forget that in Orlando. People in Orlando are very kind. I, I love the Flora peeps. They were so great, which is fantastic, you know. Um, so I had a good time. Chuck Norris asking, what transmission do I recommend for a boosted RSX? If you had the budget, re- seriously, a Quaife unit, Quave Sequential, that's what I have my wagon. That thing is robust and very cost effective and completely transforms your vehicle because it's sequential. If you haven't driven Sequential, drive it, you will freak out. It's so amazing. It's like a, it's like a slice of heaven on earth in your car. It's so fantastic. So um, yeah, you can do that. But if you are on a strict budget or you're like scouring around wrecking yards at friends, I would get one from, seriously, you may think I'm crazy. I get a five-speed from a standard CRV Because what happens with the five-speed K-series gearbox is that you have the same footprint, same area, but you have five gears, which are much wider than the six-speed or R6 Type S ones. And sooner or later, you end up shearing second and third gear in the Type S six-gear um, gearbox. But the five-gear ones are a lot more robust. But if your budget allows, or better, you have the discipline to save up, get a quake. You will love it. I love it, I love those, I love those, you know. Thank you G2D, appreciate that. My pleasure indeed, Psycho, you know. What is the most powerful street legal car I've ever driven or been in? So when you say street legal, I assume you mean something straight from factory, unmodified. It'd probably be my Dodge Viper that Factory is 640, but Flash makes a little bit more. Um, It'll probably be that if it's that's modified and drive on the street. It's probably my, you know, full emissions compliant. Well, emissions absent. I would say is my uh, 75 Porsche 911. I think it's driving. Do I do tuning for VQ platforms? Yes, if they have an AM Infinity, I definitely do, because AM Infinity has a plug and play for the VQ applications. I'm gonna help you tune that, you know? Real Red for you saying, is it true you used to make your own petrol smell good? Yes, I did. So there's a story behind that Real Red. Um, as a student, once again, going back to the days where I used to do lot, tons of racing, which I should get back into, I couldn't justify paying then $7 a gallon for fuel, for race fuel. When as an engineering student, as a chemical engineering student, I knew what to do to get a higher octane or anti knock property in my fuel. So, what I did was I took a base of standard local Chevron fuel, 91 of course. I added uh, tetraethyl lead, some toluene, uh, a little bit of benzene, known carcinogen by the way. So it's tetraethyl lead and mixed it up. I was able to create a fuel that was close to 114 octane and I raced on that. And I was proud of what I did and I told people about that. Jeremiah, I don't know if you remember that. It's right before I met you. And I was very proud of that fuel and would tell people. And instead of people admiring the fact that I had a fuel or wanted to buy it because I made it pretty cost effectively, people would protest me. Now, yeah, my car was pretty fast, but it wasn't because of fuel. I was looking for a cost-effective way out of Getting fuel instead of paying $7 a pool, a gallon. So when people kept protesting, I said, Oh, you want to protest me? I kind of got quite vexed about that. So to piss people off even more, I did what is known as an ester. An ester is more of a, you can use a light based, hydrocarbon based oil and add a light acid to break down the carbon change and it changes the smell. It's pretty much what you see in wine punch. You know how wine punch, it's not 100% punch, it's probably 10 or less percent punch itself, but the rest of it are actually esters, which is smell or taste. So, um, and the human range of smell is very narrow. Dogs are pretty wide, but human range is very narrow, so you don't have to break down that many, those many chains to be able to change the smell of a compound. So I did the grape one, I did the strawberry, I tried to do chocolate, but it didn't work out well. So I added these esters to my fuel, just to piss people off. So I start my car, and you're mad I'm running fuel? Work. Guess what? You're gonna smell it too and be really mad. Well, it did work, and people got really upset, and they protested in, 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 in earnest to IDRC, and then Mike Ferrer banned me. The next event, another BC rule came out. I had a lot of BC rules, and they banned me from my own fuel. And you know the irony is um, I end up going to expensive fuel later on. I actually got faster because I ended up using some of the oxygenated fuels. Mine was oxygenated. And I ended up using VPS. Actually, fields I went faster. So that's what they got. They should have left me alone. <laughs> you know, I was just happy doing my own thing, saving money. You know, it's pretty cool. Um, I don't know, Kevin. That's a good question. I've never had challenges, but I can find out and I'll let you know. By all means. Hello, SB Machine Shop. I'm coming to see you next. It'd be good to see you. You know. Oh, thank you so much, Mark. Yeah, ten, ten, seven, one, twenty-four. Was a fast segment. And that thing revved like crazy. I mean, I was huge on reducing. I mean, I wasn't the most powerful. I ended up making, I have a dyno chart. I should probably put that up again. Um, I think I made, ended up making 230 to the wheels, which is great. So it wasn't the most powerful engine out there. The B-Series make it way more power than me. But the thing revved, and it was like, the thing revved like a bike. It was ridiculous. Absolutely fantastic. Ariza, good seeing you, you know. Um, DJ, K24A turbo, rods, pistons drivetrain and valvetrain and oil to protect, you know? On the, yeah, they probably were on the sauce. Um, yes, Targa, I do. Um, quite a bit of the water-cooled applications and air-cooled should be coming very soon. So I'm doing some really cool experimentation, you know? Um, is it easy to switch out the gear to change the ratios and the sequential gearbox? AJ, depends on your definition of, of ease. It's, it's as involved as taking apart a factory gearbox. Um, with the exception that you don't have a lot of helicals to deal with, unless you opt for a helical application. But it's pretty straightforward. Um, and in certain applications, more cost-effective to do that. But it's the same way that you take apart a standard B series or standard K series gearbox or H. It's the same application you use to swap out gears in that as well, you know? Five-speed TSX, yeah, similar dimensions, absolutely. Wow, Ian Poo from the Philippines. Good seeing you. Thank you for joining our 83rd episode of the World Tech Tuesday. Good seeing you. Um, oh, wow, Trevor Scott. I am doing great from the ATT, you know, from the guys at Paradigm Auto Works in Victoria. Good seeing you. British Columbia, thank you for joining us from up north. Appreciate that indeed, you know. Adam said he's seen a few EG series with J35 swap. Is this kind of conversion difficult and realistic? It is possible. You know, Brian from Haskell makes excellent amount for that. You can actually have a challenge clean the hood or clean the bottom, but it can be done. It's really tight. But the torque out of J35s are absolutely smashing. little from Georgia, thanks for joining us. Thank you indeed, you know. Target 99, yes, I would. Absolutely I would build one for customer. Yes, Jeremiah Remembers from Type 2. Good seeing you. Hello Shell, good seeing you, thanks for joining you. I know I hear you indeed. Haters are gonna hate, you know. Um Deep and deep, what should I do for a D15B oil pump? Do you sell a stock-ported one? No, I don't sell stock-ported ones, but here's what I've done. I've ported the factory pumps. I've shimmed slightly, like really, literally, like a a 40 to 50 thou shim on the spring for the bypass. And then, you know the gears themselves, I've taken the gear out and sent to um, WPC to get them treated. And it makes a huge difference. With WPC treating, I've noticed a much smoother application, less chance of it fracturing due to vibration and friction being a, a bit of a challenge. The bypass increase gives me a lot more pressure when I need it, especially on these applications. And the pouring does a great job increasing flow. So that's typically what I do. Do it, it's really great. Ah, Jeremiah says, bring back the K movement. I want to see a single cam with all motor record again. Okay, Jeremiah, you'll be pleased. I'm here, I'm here to pick up my F-22A block. And what I'm gonna do, just for you, I'm gonna talk to the team, and we am bring back the FURK shirt. Let's make it happen. It's kind of embarrassing, I think some of my Porsche guys won't like that, but you know what? I like it, so I'm gonna do it. I'm definitely gonna do some FURK shirts, by all means, you know? Hello, Panda Chris, good seeing you. I think good, I love the sound of a J35, so sort a of, boosted V6 EG with Epic. You, you know what's crazy? I think good, I get this a lot with the Odyssey. It sounds like a crazy, crazy fully modified, Skyline GTR. That's what my audience sounds like. People hear it coming at you like, damn, what is that? They see it? It's a van they start busting up laughing. It sounds awesome. That, that V6, that J35 sound boosted is amazing. Sounds great, you know? What car would you choose for someone in the Northeast as a year-round fun car for under 40K? All-round fun car, if you're not the kind of guy who likes to haul stuff around, the guy or girl who likes to haul stuff around, the most underrated supercar that's all-wheel drive, has a bulletproof gearbox. We take care of some of the challenges with, let's say, with the water um, line, just windows, those, change the clutch, and make sure things are right. It is the most amazing car ever, and it's the 996 Turbo. 996 Turbo, you see that from a good year, like from 2001 all the way to 2004. Those 996 Turbos are awesome. The blocks can handle 700 horsepower, no problem. The gearbox can handle up to thousand. You can get them in the mid 30s and invest another five grand and make it look pretty, or you know, take care of some of the the, the upkeep or, or, or mods to make it very reliable. Just just maintenance. It's a supercar that I'm telling you. If you don't have one, pick one up now. You say Focus RS? That's cool too, but little, in my opinion, it's a Ford. No, I'm kidding, Kevin. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, but. Um, Focus R is a good choice, it's a good choice too, but from a prestige and a supercar perspective, underrated supercar, 996 turbo, I'm telling you, IZ, you can go wrong, you can go wrong, you know. Um, that's about a G54B, Packer R's, asking about Stern and conquest, I haven't played with that. 997s are awesome KB, but they're not in the, to find one that's in a 40,000 range, 997 turbo, you they're beat up they'll be beat to hell um a proper 997 turbo that's maintained well and in good condition will put you in the 50s but 996 turbo um you can get them for 35 32 000, and you can put a little bit of money of just taking care of you know, bring up keep back up um make it look a little pretty with some cool wheels and tires that thing is awesome you can flash it you can do an aem standalone with the infinity those cars are awesome we have we have multiple ones coming at 600 horsepower no problem here's here's what you have to do let's say you had here's here's a good good thing there are mid-engine jdm cars out there that you can get for like let's say 30 grand but to get them to make 400 horsepower you invest another 15 20. literally with a 96 turbo you can do a turbo upgrade pump upgrade um uh you can do a fuel pressure regulator upgrade change your turbos get an engine management solution or flash with engine management you can Get rid of all that restriction with the intake and the math and go um, um, speed density only. And you can make 600 wheel with just those upgrades. And you don't have to touch the block at all. You may have to upgrade your clutch after some bad driving, <laughs> but that's about it. Which is pretty cool, you know? Um, KB cuts. I think we talked about last week. I haven't had experience with any of the Hoyas Turbos at all, I haven't, you know? swap MR2, that's a good one too. Um, I guess it would be pretty involved to get AC in that. I appreciate AC, it's, look at this. I'm sweating, it's really, it's really warm today. But I'm in San Dimas, a little cooler in Ontario. Have a packed day after this, which is pretty crazy. Um, from here, I have to run a few errands. I have to go to prom, pick up some stuff. I have the opportunity to go ahead and, and explore um, uh, uh, pick up at AM. And then we have a meeting with the guys from Microsoft tonight. It's gonna be crazy, crazy, crazy day indeed, you know? I love D15s. D5DB7 has a lot of potential, very overlooked, especially in booster applications, it really is the way to go. Um, I like D5DBs indeed, you know. 108 in Bakersfield, wow, you are two degrees hotter than us in Ontario. It's been warm, guys, stay cool out there, because uh, I received this crazy warning yesterday about that, so you know, it's pretty interesting. Ah, here's a perfect example, you know how I was talking to you guys about the Go Needle intake manifold, and how it has those nice radius stacks? Well, this is it, this is what you don't see, and they don't have to do this, but they do. They understand how important it is to have nice laminar, laminar flow into an intake. We don't want turbulent; We want smooth transitions into the air box itself. And this is one little step that you don't see that, AM, uh, AM, that uh, our guys from Golden Eagle do to make sure that you have the best of the best. So, earlier on today, we talked about <clears throat> um, not yet. They've been kind enough to invite us, and when they typically do, that means there's interest, but we will see. 90 Mission Viejo, oh, it's so nice. It's nice compared to now, you know. Um, but I'm a gonego The people that allowed me to do my first nines, the people that allowed me to go super fast in single cam, to allow me to do north of 400 wheel horsepower without the sauce, the other people are running the sauce and the juice or whatever they're doing. Above and beyond that, they allowed me to have very reliable setups. Nothing I do, I'm very serious guys, nothing I do is successful without a solid foundation. And me having my sleeve block in the wagon, sleeve blocking the inside, sleeve blocking my Porsches, the basis for my success and reliability is here. Go Nemo. That's what they do for me. It's fantastic. It's wise to invest that. In hey, Andy from ARCE Built. I was just talking about you. Your ears must be burning. I need your help. We have to get, put the hood on the wagon. <laughs> Let me know when you can come by. I'm not in today, but i am in tomorrow and the day after and the day after and the day after. Anyway. But please, by all means, you know? Okay, so a Mini Cooper. I saw one at the event that we had at Anaheim State Stadium. I think it was um, it was a Fuel Fest. There was one there. It was really, really clean, too. It's very nice. 107 in the high desert, one degree higher than Ontario. Man, I hope it cools down soon. It's, it's, it's really hot back here, it's really, really warm. But nonetheless, guys, what a successful Tech Tuesday. You guys bared through all the crazy connection issues I had before. Hello, Negron, good seeing you. You guys were able to hang in with me. I love you guys. You're my family. 83 Tech Tuesdays in a row. Fell on Christmas. Fell on New Year's. Fell on my anniversary. Fell on the day my son was born. But still I'm here. <laughs> so it's great. You know? I look forward to seeing you soon, Andy. You know? I look forward to seeing you soon indeed. You know? I didn't go to, I think I pick 100 engine to tune only. What would it be and why? If I can pick one to tune and I'm going to try and make this a goal of mine this year it will be the new 3.5 v6 in the nss it has a combination of electric technology electric motor technology which gives immediate torque at one rpm and a very very robust v6 which i heard through rumors that Cosworth up design so that block is robust and has a lot of potential that's untapped and i love creating opportunities oh you know what that's a great question Adam Good. What's my plan for the 100 Tech 2? I need to do something special. Something really good and shocking. We need to go somewhere really exciting. I need to make something happen, you know? Um, Thank you so much, Marky. Appreciate that indeed. Um, Also, one engine that I'm very curious about is the new Mercedes, not new, but the AMG Mercedes V8 engine with a hot V where it has two turbos in the middle and a 90 degree V configuration, which is very, very balanced. Not many, not very bad, just harmonics there. I, I really like that engine. I don't think people really tap into the potential of the application, so, and it's in a lot of AMGs, in the GTS, GTR, some of the Astons, I'd have to play around with that engine too, that'd be a good one. So I would say, B configuration engines, definitely the B6 that's in the uh, NSX, and something to play around with in the Aston as well, and the mercedes Benzes, which is pretty cool, you know. A car showdown, product toys head-to-head, ooh, I like how you think I think good, that's really good, that's really good indeed. Um, 4 G63s, I like those engines. You know, Hyundai worked very closely, and that's one of our accounts, worked very closely with Mitsubishi to design a lot of their legacy engines. Um, the it, Not the Kappa, not the Beta, not the Lambda. Um, I'm trying to remember what engine code that was um, that Hyundai did. But anyway, a lot of the products do tend to cross over, um, especially in the four-cylinder uh, Genesis, which is pretty cool, you know. Jibs on the wagon? Yeah, the wagon's pretty fast. Kevin has a good idea, you know? Are evil 9s reliable? They can be made. They really can. So guys, oh, it's time up. I have to fly. Thank you so much for joining this. Please give me some feedback. This will stay up here for another 24 hours. You can also listen to it on the podcast networks like Google, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, and all that good stuff. Yes, Gamma, that is correct. Thank you so much, Ian and i'll put up on youtube very soon as well thank you so much for the entire team here at gonigo for making my life amazing stay tuned and look forward to seeing you soon take care now, guys cheers have a good afternoon bye